0: Welcome bitches and fellas. So, uh fellas was actually a suggestion that I liked. I did get a lot of suggestions. Fellas I think will actually flow easily. Um I did like a couple others, but I think it's going that's probably going to be my best bet. I'm probably still going to call you guys gentlemen as I'm talking because it's just a habit of mine. Not that I think you guys are gentlemen. I really think that There aren't enough gentlemen in the world anymore, but we're going to get to that eventually. Um, I also still received enough messages saying, "Um, Tina, I thought we were calling it like it is. They are fuckboys. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. All you bitches who decided to tell me that everyone, that every guy is still a fuckboy and that's what I'm supposed to be referring to them as. I'm going to need all of you guys to stand up and come to therapy with me. We're going to get through this together, guys. I cannot call every guy a fuckboy. And I need you guys to get on my level. Um, In fact, a really good friend of mine was like you're not calling me a fuckboy like i am not a fuckboy and i'm like actually you are the definition of the opposite of a fuckboy so you're right i'm not calling you a fuckboy plus my compadre listens to this and he's not a fuckboy like i love him um i just you know i i can't do it guy i can't do it ladies like i you guys can be bitches and i'm don't be all hurt by that cuz you are a bitch i know you're a bitch and guys, you're going to be fellas for now as long as it flows correctly. Okay, we got that out of the way. Um, next, you guys gave me the best feedback on my last episode and you guys fucking loved it and I love you for the feedback and for loving it and I love that you guys were trying to figure out who the stories were about and then you realized I was a fucking volt and I wasn't going to say anything and you guys are probably still like, who was it? I I don't know. And the funniest thing is the ass story, the guy who didn't get in. Um. Everyone was like, okay, you have this girl that has a big, you have this friend that has a big ass, you have this friend that has a big ass. And another funny thing is I call so many of my friends like total bitches that majority of them were like, I didn't know if you were talking about me until I heard the story. And I was like, God, I am a horrible person. <laughs> like, I don't know. I attract bitches. It's what I do. Um, so thank you for that. And this episode, I did do a poll about what I was going to do Uh, this episode about. I feel like I'm screaming. So if I'm loud, turn down your radio or whatever you listen on. Um, and you guys basically did 49 to 51%. So I was like, well, that was not helpful. Um, but thanks for voting anyways. It just didn't help me. But in the end, it didn't matter because I actually recorded both episodes. And if you guys don't remember, one was dating after 18 years and the other was, um, my journey to self-love And I recorded both episodes and I decided that, um, first of all, I am a fake bitch. It is my confession of the day. I could not do the dating after 18 years, uh, for a lot of reasons, but mainly because I don't think I'm ready to jump out like that yet. Um, Going into dating was not that hard talking about like how it all started and whatnot. But when it got to like the end of it, it was more like I didn't want to lie to you guys and be like, oh, I dated this guy and nothing came of it. Or I dated this guy and I didn't hook up with him or whatever. So I wanted to not not be real. I wanted to be truthful with you guys, but I'm not ready to share that part of my life yet the divorce or separation is still very new to me in that sense um that I can't really throw that out yet and a lot of you just found out about it so I don't want any of you to be like well god you're already dating but in actuality let me throw this out there our marriage ended even though it didn't end to the public eye um until I don't even know when but um between him and I our marriage ended like in July of 2019 um that's when I decided I'm done I'm not trying anymore he had been checked out long before that and I like threw in the towel at that point um but our actual marriage ended like actually having like saying that we were kind of in a marriage like was when I was still pregnant. Um, 11 days after I found out I was pregnant is when our marriage basically ended. Um, he was already sleeping in another room during my whole pregnancy. We barely spoke to each other. It was, you guys just seen a fake front basically. And we decided to do that for our family's sake because our family had no idea what was going on. So um, that's a whole nother story. But just so you guys know, I think I should clear that up a little bit that Um, I, I'm not, I've been dating now for like a good 10 months maybe. Um, but it's well over the amount of time that we've actually been separated. So like our marriage has been over. He's been dating for way longer time than that, but that's besides the point. So, um, I just couldn't really throw it out there for everyone now to kind of open myself up with that. And yes, I know I'm a fake bitch because I told you guys that I could do this and blah, 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 but it's barely episode four. So I need you guys to kind of be easy on me and just let it come as it comes. Um, But I will get to it. I mean, I'm not saying that like this is no longer going to be fun and blah, blah, blah. It's just my own stories like that, like making a whole hour long about like my dating stories. I couldn't do it. So moving on, not happening today. It's okay. Okay. Um, the other one was self-love and I, I did record that episode as well, but I felt like I want, okay, here's the thing. I want this podcast to be completely raw and open. I want to be truthful with you guys and I kind of want you guys on this journey with me um the journey to self love the journey to self worth the journey of like um coming be- or sorry moving on from a divorce of me growing up in a sense as no longer being the spouse of somebody um mom life wife life sex life like everything that i'm going through at the time like i want you guys to like go through it with me it's just kind of like a better understanding for you guys, as well as I think that majority of the stuff that I go through are things that people go through that they don't really speak about. So with that said, I'm not in the headspace of like all self-love and wanting to preach about it right now. Like I'm in a bad headspace at this moment, like I've been for the past week. So um coming up with that podcast, I didn't like it. I wasn't feeling it because it's not where I'm at. So I decided um, I'm going to speak on actually where I'm at right now because I felt like this is something that occurs in my life that it probably occurs in a lot of people's life and it needs to be spoken about. So I realized last week sometime that I am very like, I'm an emotional wreck. I can't control my emotions. I can't control my feelings. I'm kind of like, fast to react. I'm um a little bit like on edge about like a lot of things. I'm losing patience. I'm like, feeling like I'm really being like defeated in a lot of different areas. And um. I can't really, I can't really grab hold of it. Like, it's almost like it's happening so fast that I'm just like, okay, try and figure it out, Tina. Like, what's going on? What's going on? So, let me give you a little backstory as to my feelings and things like that. So, I'm obviously in a healing process and it's messy as fuck. Um, majority of you wouldn't know just like majority of you were like I had no idea you were always happy yes I'm still that person like I said you would never know what's going on underneath all of this um but the healing process is messy it's fucking hard it's emotional it's a roller coaster it's defeat and it's achievement it's so much more than what the world thinks it is. Um, if you've been through it, then, you know, and I'm not saying a healing process as in just a relationship. Like you guys could be going through a healing process of any traumatic event in your life. Um, and yes, I do categorize a divorce as a traumatic event, especially when the divorce was as fucking traumatic as mine. (laughs) Um, and when I say traumatic, it's because I really had no idea of the magnitude of events that were going to take place. It was like one day to the next, I literally lost everything. And I was like, wait, I was happy. What the fuck happened? (laughs) Um, So I obviously have a lot to deal with in that aspect. Now, I... Like I said, I, I had been, we had been separated since July. I didn't move out of my house or our house together and neither did he until May of 2020. Um, he moved out in April. I moved out at the end of May. So, um, we did that because neither one of us could really deal with not having our kids. Like we had waited so long to have our kids. And the, I, for me, at least the idea of sharing them was like out of this world. Like I could not share my kids. I couldn't grasp that. Like I could not rip that bandaid. And I say that because I know a lot of people currently that are still in their marriages because they're like, I can't share my kids. I can't, I can't leave them. I can't give them to him. He doesn't know how to take care of them or she's a bad person and she doesn't know how to handle her temper. And, you know, and I get that. I totally get that. Luckily, my ex and I, we are both great parents and I don't fear for my kids when they're with him. I don't think that he's ever going to be a bad parent to them. Like, that's not a fear of mine. The, the main fear of mine was that I wasn't going to be with them every night. And don't get me wrong. It's still hard. Like we've been doing it since May. Um, so that's what like five months now. And it doesn't get any easier. Like there are some nights that I like will even have plans to go do something and to keep myself busy. So I don't think about them. But then I just curl up in a ball in my bed and like want my babies like I just want them back here. Don't get me wrong. I totally love the break like I'm not one of those moms it's like I just always want my kids no not at all like I totally love the break I love the idea that like he takes the kids and I get like a whole day to myself that I can go do whatever the fuck I want and I can actually have my own life and like move on with Tina in a sense but then there are days that I'm just like I just want my babies back like this past weekend he had them basically the whole weekend And I like had a complete meltdown because it was just hard for me. Well, it was hard for me on different levels. He actually took them to a family member's house that lives far away. And I love that family. And I just felt like I'm not there. It's their first family event without me. Like I'm not even have a visit and like that. So it hit for a lot of different reasons. But I missed them a lot more because I knew they were far (laughs) Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but it does to me. So um, when we finally separated and moved out and I moved out, that's when my actual healing began. Now, um, I couldn't feel any of my emotions. I couldn't deal with any of my emotions while I was pregnant because I would end up having panic attacks and start throwing up and my kids heart rates would go crazy. Like I couldn't do it. Like I had to protect them. So Tina was on the back burner, my feelings, my emotions, everything was on the back burner as much as I could. And then the, when I had the kids, the, I like, I couldn't obviously deal with myself then either, because I had three babies that needed care for me and they were in the NICU and I, I didn't have time for any of it. So I, Kind of just um, soaked myself into being a parent in when they were born. Now when they were pregnant, it was the hardest thing to not show my emotions or deal with my emotions or deal with my heartbreak because obviously they were in my stomach and they would feel everything I felt. Like I couldn't, I couldn't lose my shit because I would hurt them. And there were plenty of times that I knew. I was like out of control. I couldn't calm myself down and like, that's my whole pregnancy story. So I'm not going to really get into that, but I couldn't. In fact, point is I couldn't deal with my emotions when I was pregnant. I couldn't deal with them when they came. Um, So I never dealt with the events that happened in my life. Instead, what I did is put them in the back of my mind, suppressed them and was like, okay, I'm going to open this Pandora's box as soon as I can. Like, I'm going to get to you when I can. Because all I wanted to do, because when I was pregnant, I was in such a dark, dark place. And when I say dark, like, I was very, I was suicidal when I was pregnant, like, literally. And no one in the world knew besides my ex-husband. Like, no one knew. I hid that shit from everyone. Um, so, All I wanted to do was, A, get these babies out of me healthy and alive, and B, was basically go back to some type of normalcy in my brain. Like, I just wanted to think normally again. I wanted to function like a normal person. I didn't want to lay in bed crying all day anymore. Like, I just wanted to function. So once I had the babies, they obviously brought a joy to me, um, as well as like a protectiveness for them. So it kind of turned my emotions from sadness and, you know, heartbreak and betrayal and all these feelings that I had to, oh, now let me just focus on the happiness that these babies are bringing and what they need from me. And let me just basically drown myself in them, which is also very unhealthy. But it's what I needed to, in order to function. Like I never, I no longer had these suicidal thoughts because these babies needed me. Like there was no way I was going to off myself if my babies needed me. Like who was going to take care of them? Like, and I don't mean that like they don't have a dad, but hello, I'm their mom. So then, um, it was just kind of like suppress, 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 suppress. And once I got to the point that I was actually able to function as a normal human being, then I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, I'm fine. I'm over it. I can move on. Like, it's okay. Until I moved out. Now, like I said, we decided to stay living in the same house. While we were living in the same house, it was obviously torturous to me. I totally hated seeing Him every day. And it wasn't because I hated him. It was because I loved him. Now, when I, I'm going to jump forward a little bit. When I started going to therapy, my therapist told me, you're dealing with a death. You have to realize that you're, you, like your husband died. And I know that sounds morbid, but it was the most thing that made sense to me. So when someone is grieving If you've never lost anyone, consider yourself lucky. But when you're in a grieving state, you can be completely fine one minute and then broken the next. You like, it's just such a roller coaster. Grief is a crazy roller coaster. And when we were living together, it was almost like my husband died, which he did. My husband literally died from one day to the next. (laughs) Um... And I would see him like his shell. He smelled the same. He looked the same. He talked the same. He walked the same. Everything was the same about him. But he was 100% untouchable. I couldn't ever go to him and hug him or kiss him or tell him I loved him or have him hold me or I was crying and he came to wipe my tears or I was throwing up and he held my hair. That that husband that I knew for my entire life, basically, since I was 16 years old, he was gone. He was dead. He wasn't coming back. Now, in my mind, I convinced myself that this was a phase. He was going to come back someday. And so when I lived with him, it was almost like every day was like anticipation to see like, is he going to come home and remember he loves me? (laughs) Like, is this going to be the day? And I laugh about it now, but back then it was like torturous um but obviously it's not a phase it's been years now he's he's never coming back and I don't mean that in the sense that like everyone needs to think that if you know him, my ex died no, he just died to me as my husband um whatever your thoughts and everything you have with him is your it's that's your idea of him that's your life with him that's your relationship with him. I'm not trying to like badmouth him. I'm just speaking my story. So, um when I realized that this wasn't a phase and he wasn't coming back, it was almost like a second death to me. It was almost like, fuck, now I have to deal with the reality of this. So, like I said, as long as I was functioning and I was content and I wasn't unhappy, I felt like I was good. I was good to go. Um, And I don't mean go as in like, I was going to jump into a relationship and fall in love or anything like that. Like that was the last thing on my mind. But I was good to go as in function in normal everyday life again, without like fucking breaking down in the middle of fucking Ross. Like I was good to go. So when I moved out of my, um, house, I ended up, um, realizing like at that point, you know, the kids would like go to him and I would have a lot of alone time because he has, he obviously still sees the kids. So when they would leave, um, I would find myself like sitting here, like, what do I do? (laughs) And I like started to keep myself busy and stuff. But then one day I was just like, I need to fucking deal with my emotions. Like, I need to get this under lock. Like, I'm tired of living in this sudden, like, like breakdown every random day, or everything reminds me of him, or the memories that come up when something like is on TV, or whatever. Like, if you've been through it, you know what I'm talking about. So, I realized at that point that I needed to obviously refined myself. I didn't know who I was any longer. I didn't know who I was without him. I didn't know um, how to deal with things properly. I didn't know how to grieve properly. I didn't know a lot of things that you as a person, or at least myself, speaking of myself, don't realize that you don't know how to do. But Why did I not know how to do that? Because in my mind, I'm a strong bitch. And basically, I'm the girl that, you know, fucking cries it out, gets up, puts my hair up and walks out and does it all over again. And no one knows that I just fucking had a fucking mental breakdown in the bedroom. And I just walked out to make a fucking cake. Like, that, that's me. That's my personality. That's just what I do. Like, like I said, the closest people to me had no idea what I was going through. So, um, I realized like, how am I going to get through this? So I reached out to a friend who had went through a very horrible breakup. And, um, I was like, I need your help. Like, I don't know where to start. And she didn't even know the gist of what was going on deep inside of me, deep inside of my heart and my mind and how dark I got. And like, I, the way I best describe it to people is I was thrown in a grave, uh, like a 10 foot grave holding my babies. And I had to claw my way out because that's, that's in my mind what I went through while I was pregnant like I was left for dead and I but I still had to take care of my babies somehow I still had to provide for them and feed them and nourish them and love them and I still had to figure something out just so that all of us could survive and without help and I say without help because no one knew my ex knew but no one else knew So it wasn't like everyone abandoned me. It was just that no one knew. I kept that on lock because I didn't want anyone to worry about me. And I didn't want anyone to worry about the babies. So um, I, I basically told her everything. And she was like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And she legit sent me like a list of shit. Like, this is what helped me. This is what I did with this. This is what I did with this, blah, blah, blah. Now she never went to therapy. She basically self-help and she fucking did a phenomenal job. But, um, I hope one day she actually comes on and talks, but I don't know if she would. I don't know if she's ready for that. But, um, so what I did was I started like watching Ted talks, listening to motivational speakers every morning. Um, I journaled a lot. I kind of just like did whatever I could to like fill things and, or like write down my feelings rather. And at some point, um, I realized after a while, like, okay, this is helping me um, kind of put things into perspective and makes me realize that my feelings are valid, that I'm, I'm like, it's okay for me to fill all of these things, but it's not really helping my growth. So I didn't really know what to do with all of that. And, um, one night, because like I said, I'm totally into astrology, um, I was watching something on YouTube and it was like basically talking about the new moon, um, that was coming and the new moon was in, um, it was coming in Virgo, which means it was coming like, um, mid-August, uh, mid-August, yeah, mid-August, mid-late August, um, to, and this moon was supposed to be like the healing moon, like you're supposed to um, basically indulge yourself in self care and kind of listen to your intuition and let things happen as they go and all these things. So I'm like, okay, like, I think that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so mind you, we're talking like August. So from May to August, I never really started my healing process. Now, This is how much I decided that I wasn't going to listen to my emotions or feel my feelings. My dad passed away in November and he passed away suddenly. He wasn't sick or anything. And um, when my dad passed away, I legit remember driving home because he lived in Vegas. Um, I legit remember driving home and telling myself, okay, Tina, you're done crying clean it up, you're done. And I got home. And I told myself, you're not allowed to grieve your dad. After I like I was, I remember distinctly, I was sitting in the living room with my babies, I was feeding them. And I remember thinking to myself, you're not allowed to grieve your dad because these babies need you. And if you lose your shit, like, that's it, you can't go back to that spot. Like, it sucks that your dad died, but move on. And that was literally my mentality. Like I thought like, I can't grieve my dad. I was terrified. Or I I still to this day haven't grieved my dad. But it's because it wasn't because I didn't love my dad or I don't grieve him. It's because I knew that if I let that it was just going to be the tip of the iceberg. And I couldn't feel that I couldn't I'm so terrified to go back to what I was when I was pregnant that I can't let these feelings come forward because um, I'm literally like that fucking damaged. <laughs> um, so I miss my dad, obviously. I cry for him. I think about him. I send him love and light every time he comes to my mind. I I live in his memory. Like I, I totally do what I'm supposed to do and what I feel like I'm doing But as far as grieving him, no, Um, I couldn't. I couldn't even bear the thought of grieving my dad because I can't let that reality sink in yet because mentally and emotionally, I'm not healthy enough for that. So what did I do? Threw it in Pandora's box with everything else. Um, Now, when I say everything else, I didn't just lose my husband and my marriage. Um, Eventually, you guys will know the magnitude of all of that but i lost basically a like whole entire group of people in like a day and these are people that were in my life for years and became extremely close to me part of my everyday life and they were gone <laughs> in the blink of an eye um so i lost a lot I, and i also didn't have a job like i lost so much in like like what felt like minutes. Um, so, um, anyways, I just didn't know how to feel. So after like realizing all of that, I decided to go to therapy. Um, and I wasn't ever against therapy. I just never went. And I went to a therapist that I had seen years ago. Um, and I told her like, you know, this is what's going on, caught her up on everything And I was like, I just feel like I'm not healing. Like, I feel like I can easily go back to a dark spot at any given moment. Like, I feel like I'm not strong mentally and emotionally. I feel like I'm not um, growing from anything. I'm not dealing with anything. Like, I just don't know. Like, I know that my feelings are valid. I know that, like, I have every right to feel fill all of these things. But really what takes over me is sadness. Like I haven't even hit the anger part. Like I don't know what to do. And she was basically at, I mean, after so many sessions, she was like, um, here's your problem. You don't know how to fill these things. You've suppressed so much that you don't even know how to deal with any emotion. She's like, you're basically, you don't know how to feel. And to me, I was like, this bitch doesn't know what she's talking about because I am the biggest fucking filler in the world. Like, I don't even know if filler is a word, but I am the person that can like fill someone's pain. Like it almost radiates to me. I am so in tuned with people that like I care about and like love or whatever that I can tell f- by their eyes, by their voice, by anything that something is not okay with them. And I can feel it. I can feel grief. I can feel hurt. I can feel happiness. I'm I'm just that person. I've always thought it was a fucking curse. But I mean, a lot of people are like, that's like definitely a blessing. And I'm like, uh, no, like you try doing it. <laughs> so um, anyways, I was like, I don't, I basically was like, I don't agree. Like I feel everything. And she was like, well, okay, yeah, you probably do. But that's just kind of like your bleeding heart. That's your personality. You wear your heart on your sleeve. You love like unconditionally. Like you're just that person. So yeah, I get that. She said, but you don't feel for yourself. And I was like, well, yeah, but I'm not a fucking victim. And she was like, but you are. And I was like, no, I'm not a victim. (laughs) And she was like, right now you're a victim, but your ego, your pride is telling you you're not a victim. And I'm like, Oh. Okay, I guess that makes sense to me. So, once like we got deep into all of that and went into perspective of what she actually meant, I realized that I don't know anything about myself. And when I say I don't know anything about myself, I don't even know like emotions or feelings or what things are going to do to me because I have suppressed myself for so long. And I don't just mean these like past two years, like the past 18 years. And I'm not saying I wasn't happy in my marriage. I was very happy in my marriage, but I'm out of my marriage now. And I can now see clearly what I've suppressed for so long, what I was unhappy about for so long and, um, what actually had an impact on me and what didn't and what hurt me and what didn't and what I, the needs that weren't being met and all of these things that I never realized. And you don't really realize it until you have to get in deep and to the nitty gritty and learn to actually like, okay, I'm making this decision that I'm going to grow. And with that growth, like I'm going to feel. So um, basically my homework was, in case any of you need to go through this, was I had to Basically journal like I've never fucking journaled before in my life or voice mode. however you want to do it. Um, I found it easier to journal because it was easier for me to write. So if something were to happen, like um, say I'm laying in bed watching a fucking movie and a guy is playing the congas, my dad was a conga player, and I fucking break down and cry. So basically I would journal. Um okay, watching a movie by myself, guy was playing congas, I cried when I was done crying, I was done like that was it okay so then the, my therapist is like, okay, great like that that works like that's your grieving process get it you're you're know crying over this thing that made you re- remind you of your dad blah 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 but what was the end result of it and I'm like, well, I cried and she's like, right but how are you going to deal with that in the future? And I'm like, I'll probably cry. (laughs) Like, I don't know, you know, duh. And she was like, okay, but do you want to cry? And I'm like, well, no, like, I don't want to cry. And she's like, okay, so what are you going to do to change it? And I'm like, oh, okay, I see where you're going. Now, using my dad as that example was probably not so good for you guys. That's not the example I used with her either. But, What I'm getting to is you have triggers and I never even knew that I had triggers. Why did I not know that I had triggers? Because I've always thought that I was a badass bitch. I have always thought that nothing can trigger me. Like I control myself. I control my own emotions. I control what I do. You don't control me. And that's something that I've lived on forever But I've realized, no, I am very much controlled. And I don't control any part of myself, really. I don't even know how the fuck to control myself. I don't control my emotions. I don't control my reactions. I don't control my triggers. I don't control what I allow people to control of me. So I that was one hell of a fucking eye-opener for me. Like, I couldn't believe that I actually never knew this about myself. So little by little, I would realize certain things that were triggers and that's what I started focusing on the most. And it was almost like, like when I told my therapist, she's like, that's exactly what needed to happen. That's exactly what I was trying to get you to do is understand that like, these are emotional triggers. These are mental triggers. These are whatever they are. You need to figure out what your triggers are because if you don't figure out the base of the problem, the root of the emotion, how are you ever going to have a solution for it? And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. So um, I'm going to use like an argument as an example. Um, my ex and I, we always argue over text message. Um, we don't, we rarely speak to each other like in person or on the phone. Um, and he will like say something to me and I, it will trigger me and I will fucking go off. I will go off the fucking deep end. Like I will send a fucking book of a text messages of a text message telling him like F you for this, that, and the other. And this is what I feel about you. And this is what you can do with this and take it wherever you want. Like, you know, like I would literally go fucking berserk because I didn't know how to just say okay and move along um or not take his opinion or not take his words so deep so um he will basically tell me something and I'll go off and then he'll ignore me now does he ignore me because he's an asshole? Maybe. Does he ignore me because I'm fucking a lunatic when I send a book? Maybe. Does he ignore me because he's just not dealing with it? Maybe. Does he ignore me because he just doesn't care? Maybe. I don't know why he ignores me. That's his thing. But when he ignores me, it makes me more mad. It turns on, it tricks, it hits another trigger point in me. So, Not That hits an emotional trigger for me. So the first one was probably majority of the time it's mental. Like, don't fucking, you know, call me a bad mom, whatever. But the second one is the emotional trigger. So when the emotional trigger comes, that's when he's ignoring me majority of the time. And I'm like, no, you can't ignore me. Like, you've already ignored me for fucking years. You're not allowed to ignore me anymore. Like, you don't control me like that anymore. But what am I actually doing? I'm letting him control me. And the trigger of the emotional neglect that I had for so long is like what's triggering me. So um, after figuring all of that out, I realized that I have had a massive amount of growth since figuring all that out. So like nowadays... And it's not every time, which I'll get to that in a second. But nowadays, he can send me a text message and he can say whatever he wants or whatever. And I can easily be like, okay, and that's it. Or send a thumbs up and that's it. Put my phone down and move on. And the amount, the achievement that I have, the feeling of like winning in a sense with myself, not because like it's a competition, is the biggest high, like, ever. Like, it's like, holy fuck, I just controlled myself. I just controlled my emotions. I just controlled my words. Like, I did that shit. Like, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm on the right path, you know, whatever. So, the events that lead to this week is I've been doing this whole self-healing thing, um, for a a while now since August so a couple months and with that I also stopped talking to people I got myself off of I also stopped talking to like guys that I was talking to kind of like cut everyone off um I got off all the sites I stopped going out as much like I kind of just sat in my own self and figured shit out um Kind of refocused recentered myself, and made lists of so much shit, like what makes me happy, what makes me sad, what I like to do, what I don't like to do, like just trying to like become in my own self, like into my own brain, trying to figure out where I lost myself, who I lost it to, what I used to like, what I didn't like, like it was just a lot of um self discovery, I guess you can say um, and it was like, okay, like basically now I know like the core of this and, this and this and this and this, and I can work up from that. So this past like two weeks, um, uh, maybe a little less than two weeks, but anyways, um, I had, a, like I fucking failed. I, um, like it started I think last week sometime I got a text message from my ex-husband and I like went berserk again and when I was done I was like fuck like it made me I was so mad at myself because I gave in um I gave in to him I gave in to myself and I fucking I let him control me and I'm not saying he's trying to control me I don't know Um, we don't communicate like that at all. Like we, I don't know his feelings or anything, but whatever it is, he does control me. So I was like, fuck man, I just fucked up. Like, I can't believe that I, you know, gave in. So then I'm building myself up from that. Like, okay, you know, I was, I was defeated. I was, I lost, I lost that battle, but I'm going to get back up. I'm going to fucking do this again. And, you know, so it goes by, day by day, hour by hour, you have to like, okay, I fell, I get back up. I fell, I get back up. But the biggest thing that happened this week that I'm having such a problem with is I, um, we recently lost, um, a very good friend of the family. Um, and he also died kind of suddenly. His kids are the ages of me and my siblings. Like, we grew up with these people and, um, him and his wife have basically been together since they were like 15 and they're like in their fifties now and good, good, good people. And you know, he's definitely going to be missed. Um, but I, he died a couple weeks ago and I had just went to go see the family, like, I don't know, maybe like a week or 10 days later to go pay my respects. And, um, as I'm talking to his wife who, um, okay, so I'm going to get a little emotional because this is, again, the here's a trigger. (laughs) Um, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. And, you know, whatever, and she starts talking to me, and you know, when people die and they and like the person that's grieving kind of just like goes on and on and on and on. And you're just kind of listening and being there for them and doing whatever you, however you help people grieve. And um, so she's talking and talking and talking. And in the middle of her talking, um, she's crying and everything. And she's like, you know, I thought that I was going to love him for the rest of my life. And I would have loved him for the rest of my life. She's like, but it was cut short. I never got the closure. I would do anything to love him just a little bit longer to basically be with him and let him know like how much I love him and how much I didn't, I couldn't ever like live without him. She's like, I've never really like, you know. Done all of that or felt any of that, and you know, whatever. She's like, I just kind of want to love him a little bit, like, I wish he can come back just so I can love him for one more day. And I was like, Yeah, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm sitting there with her while my drive home. I'm like, um, My kids are in the back. Okay, so my kids are in the back seat, and I don't cry in front of my kids. um I have cried a million tears. But if I know I'm going to have a breakdown and I feel it coming or whatever, I will literally like put my kids in front of the TV and come to my room and scream my head off, but I do not let them see me cry. I'll hold it in as long as I can until nap time, until bedtime, whatever I have to do so that my kids don't ever feel my pain or hear me cry or like I, they can't like, I don't, they're too little for that. I eventually, yes, of course, I'm going to like share everything with them, but like Right now, they don't need to fill feel my feelings. They don't need to feel my emotions. And my girls really do feel it. Like I can be having a really bad day and they're just totally like cuddly and lovey and kissing me and loving me. Like they totally feel it. So I try my hardest to hide my emotions from them. Um so, anyways, I'm driving home and I'm like wanting to break down, but my kids are in the back seat and it's bedtime put him to bed come to my room and I fucking lose it like I am bawling my eyes out and I'm like why why is this like affecting me so bad like because when I say I'm bawling my eyes out like it took me back to like holy shit like my life's in fucking ruins like it literally took me back to square one I felt like it was like whoa like I hadn't been in that spot in so long And so I was just like, okay, right, Tina, right. Like, you got to fucking get through this. You got to like move on. Like, okay, we're, we're feeling it. We're crying. We're doing what we have to do at the moment. But like, I need to get over it. So, um, I need to like get to the core of it, basically. So I realized that she made me realize that I was exactly her. Um, I wasn't ready for my marriage to end. I was basically ready for my marriage to basically re- be, be reborn. Like we were having babies. So I was expecting like a whole new era of our marriage, but an even better one in a sense. Um, because we are finally gonna be a family. We are gonna do all these things together. And I was just gonna, like it was just gonna be that fucking fairy tale that I always dreamed of in a sense. Um, and when he, when everything hit the fan and he basically left um it was like a shock it was a huge shock and I was like I remember like telling him like please remember you love me please remember I love you like please remember that like I've tried my hardest and girls guys I I literally would beg for my marriage like I would literally beg him and um It was never, like, it never did anything, obviously. But, I mean, that's back then. So, I realized with her talking, like, I never, ever expected my marriage to end. I was going to love this man for the rest of my life. Like, I didn't doubt for a second that we wouldn't be together. Um, I was happy. I was in love. And I would have loved him forever. And when she said like, I just, I just needed like, I needed that closure. I need to say goodbye. I need to tell him what he meant to me. Like I realized I don't have that closure. I never had that closure. Like him and I have never even had a conversation. And it was just like her, her grieving with her living with the death of her husband in physical form. Like he literally died. My husband is still alive and walking this earth and like doing whatever, you know, about his business, going on with his life, but she could never have the chance to go have this closure with him. Like he's gone, but I could like he, because he's still here and, but I can't because he's dead. He's, he's gone So it was just kind of like a, whoa, what the fuck did my life turn into? Where, like, where's my husband? Like, it was literally just like back to square one. And along with that came it day by day, like day, every single day after that, it was just like deeper and deeper and deeper. I was falling and I couldn't, I couldn't balance myself. I couldn't come back up. I couldn't figure out my emotions. I couldn't feel them. I couldn't. So what did I do? I was like, fuck it. Like, get rid of it. Put it in the back of my mind. Let's move on. So I go to therapy and she's like, what happened this week? Blah, blah, blah. And so I end up telling her and she's like, okay, so those are very valid feelings, but now you're regressing in your own self-growth again. And she's like, so you need to figure out basically what we're doing with this. Like, that all makes sense. And it's it's a very relevant trigger and, you know, whatever. But now you need to figure out what you're doing with this. So me, fucking everything that I feel I say and want I say and whatever, um, I decided to be 1,000% vulnerable and I went and sent a text message to my ex. So I sent him a text message and it said that basically I told him the story and I was like, what are we doing? Are we throwing our love away? Like, do we have this love story that people wish they have and people are losing spouses and we're still walking the earth, but we don't love each other anymore. And what are we doing? And like my mind just started going into this idea of what our marriage was. And I wanted to just tell him I wanted to go back to when I was almost begging him to stay with me and like shake him and tell him like, hey, like there are people actually losing each other like to death and we're still walking the earth and we just kind of threw our love away. And at the end of me, like telling him, that I told him do not respond um I did that more as like a coping mechanism I guess like I'm sure whatever he would have responded wouldn't have been anything that I wanted to hear anyways but um I didn't want him to respond um if he would have even responded but I didn't want him to respond um if he would have responded something like yeah, I like, I agree. Let's go to counseling. Let's fix this, blah, blah, blah. I probably would have been like, hold on, buddy. Like we're, we're done. Like that ship sailed. We're not, we're not doing it. Um, and I'm not saying that to like be funny, but I just feel like that it, that ship has sailed. Like we're two completely different people. There's so much water under the bridge now that I wouldn't even know if we could ever get through it. There's so much hurt and pain on both sides and anger. And there's just a lot. So I don't, I don't know what could happen 10 years from now. I mean, we do have three babies that, you know, who knows they could change. They already changed our lives. They could change our lives again. And I don't know what the future holds. I'm not one of those people that are like, No, Like I know for 100% fact, I don't know. I don't think that way at all. But right now, today, I I don't see it ever happening. Um, So it wouldn't have been, it wasn't like a tactic for me to actually like get him back. But it felt that way. Like once I was done, once the message was sent, once I actually sat on it again, it felt that way. Like it felt like I, had just fucking fallen fallen down that mountain again like and it was like nonstop for the whole week and it really made me think like it really started to make me question myself like am I really growing like is what I'm doing working like do I need a new therapist is she wrong like all these things that I started to feel and just like going through my head constantly like guys, I wasn't even like sleeping. Like I would wake up from like a dead sleep and just like start thinking about it over and over and over and start writing. And like, I wasn't even sleeping. Like I was a freaking mess. Like I couldn't, I could not, no matter what, grab a hold of my emotions and like center myself again. Like it was so crazy to me because I hadn't felt like that in so long. So, um, I did what any normal girl does. I got on Pinterest and started like looking at quotes and like self-growth and like just trying to like find things to like kind of remind me of like okay you're okay you're normal you're normal you're normal and I realized like obviously like after reading quotes and then kind of just like sitting in it and like journaling and whatever like I realized like no I am 1000% normal like this is what happens ladies and fellas. Like you guys just, you, you go and go and go and then you fall and then you get back up and you go and you go and you go. I have a friend that her dad um, used to tell her, um, I'll always let you sink, but I'll never let you drown or something like that. And that's exactly like what like for some reason that quote keeps playing in my head like that is what I tell myself all the time like every like this past week that I'm feeling so like defeated um and out of control and not really being able to balance anything or um actually like feel the way I want to feel or deal with the things I want to deal with like the way I want to the way I've taught myself the way I these like achievements that these little milestones that I've been making. And I tell myself like, okay, you sunk, like you sunk again, but you're still, you're not dead. Like you're still here. So get back up and keep swimming. Like just keep going. And it really wasn't until like two days ago that I was like finally set in that. Like, okay. Like, yes, my emotions are out of whack. Yes. I keep losing my shit. Yes. I'm like falling and falling and falling, but it's okay because why I'm still here. I'm not in that dark spot anymore. I've come so much further than I ever thought I would be. I like, I know things now about myself that I never knew before. So obviously I'm growing and I'm growing in a healthy way. Like I'm not growing with, um, you know, into a new relationship and someone helping me get through it or, like, I didn't grow and, like, I rely on, like, alcohol or, like, weed or drugs or whatever to, like, or pills or whatever to get me through it. Like, I'm growing, like, in a healthy, like, way, like, naturally in a sense. Like, and I'm not saying, like, anything towards people that, like, use whatever to help you get through it. If it's helping you get through it and it's not hurting you or anyone else, like just fucking do what you have to do. Trust me. Like I know that, but in my idea, I'm looking at it as like, I'm doing it the way that I feel is going to work and it's going to be healthy. And basically at the end of the day, all I ever care about is what the effect of my life is going to have on my kids of my actions, my decisions, the way I'm living, anything like that. What is this? How is this going to affect my kids? And at the end of all of this, like I'm going to close with this, that I am becoming this person. I am growing. I am feeling, I am dissecting myself. I'm learning myself. I'm like, learning or feeling and all these things that I'm doing, I'm doing for my kids. I, the things that I went through, my parents went through. And so I went through it basically as a child and seeing my parents go through it. So now that I'm going through it and I have children, I realize that's it. This is the end of that cycle. I'm breaking it. And not only am I breaking it, I am going to basically give them all the tools that I've made, that I've created, that I found to get them through it if if need be. But at the end of the day, as long as I break that cycle and my kids never go through that and my girls know their worth and my son knows his worth and they know how to find themselves and they know how to listen to themselves and they know how to feel and try and figure out their triggers as they grow. Like, this is what I need to do for them. This is what my job is as a parent to make sure that their energy is protected, their mental and emotional state are very, like, well maintained, and they understand themselves so that no one could ever take any of that away from them. And if they fall, they know to just get right back up. So anyways, I hope you guys like we're okay with this episode. I'm sorry if it dragged on a little bit. I tried really hard to not let it drag on. Um, but I've recorded it more than enough time, so I'm done. <laughs> um so let me know if you guys have any questions or feedback or anything on the sort. I will come back with fun ones and everything. It's not always gonna be like deep and everything. It was just this was what I was feeling this week. And this is what I felt like I should talk about. If you guys are going through the same thing, like, I'd love to hear your story. Not so that I can share it, but like, I mean, we can talk for days if you want about it. Like, I mean, I, I'm going through it, obviously. So, um, anyways, thanks for listening. Keep doing all the good things and, um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.